Welcome back, folks, this evening, and good evening, folks, and another great and exciting week in the sports world here in the Sebi Podcast Radio Show, live inside the studios of WNSC, Inside Studio Z. Last week's panelist, Jerome from JKB Sports, had a great collaboration, great segment with us yet again this week, all part of our panelist outlook. Another guest joins us this week. We'll talk the NFL, the NBA, and also Joe Burrow's Heisman speech. This and much, much more next. Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, America, to the Sebi Podcast radio show live inside the studios at WNSC. Another great week with my ride partner, Mike Gray, from the DMV area. Mike, what's going on? Nothing much, man. <laughs> Got over it not too long ago. It's been a great day, great week of sports. Uh, I'm ready to get to it, man. I'm doing great. How about you, man? Yeah, great week of sports here. Great, good. Uh, very mugged, rainy evening tonight here in the Central uh, Florida. So it's not very good, but. The holidays upon us, tis the season, a very expensive season, of course. Still got uh, gifts to buy for our beloved ones, so uh, getting ready for that. How about you, my man? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. As far as, you know, Christmas concerned, man, it's just, I can't wait to be around good family and good vibes. You know, I don't really care, I don't really care too much about the gifts, and a lot of my family don't really care about the gifts. We just like spending time with each other, so that's the most important thing to me. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to being around family camaraderie there's nothing like it for sure and given the fact that it is just the season of giving well we're giving back because my man my guy from the west coast a dear friend of mine they consider himself two legit sports podcast fight show podcast predominantly for his boxing content they consider us fire and ice alex fernandez on the hotline as a panelist with us tonight alex what's going on my man Man, after that, how can I not feel great? I'm here with Sebi and Michael, the greatest show in the Central Florida DMV area. And it's, it's, it, I, I, the pleasure is all mine to be back on the Sebi podcast. And yeah, man, it's the holiday season. Thank you for having me on. We, we've been meaning to do one of these. And man, we're closing out the year with, a, with an epic show. And I just got to say, Sebi, I'm just like my guy, Michael, right here. I'm not a big gifts guy. I'll give you a card. Right. I, I like the cards, but I just want to spend time with my family. I want to see people and, you know, just have a good old holiday. So I'm all here for it. If you celebrate Hanukkah, like uh, all my the rest of my homies out here in Los Angeles, happy Hanukkah. But back to you, Sebi. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, here in our family, you know, if somebody get a postcard, it's an insult. They want gifts. So, <laughs> yeah, I <hear> that. <laughs> so uh, I got my work cut out for me for sure. But, guys, let's get right into it, guys. Our first segment today, guys, is proud and sponsored by Geico. Geico Gecko, all of our regional, regional partners here um, in all the Central Florida areas. You don't even need to be a reptile because even a gecko knows 15 minutes can save you 15% on your car insurance. Geico, tell them myself or Mike Gray, anywhere here in the Central Florida area, sent you. And we'll start off with the man in the bayou, number 540. In the 504, and Drew Brees did it. Will he get it here? Yes. 
Yes, sir. That's Drew Brees right there. Breaking yet another NFL record. I believe it was a Monday night where he shattered the numbers for the passing list touchdown. And another Monday night, he crushed that breeze to Thomas. Yeah, his Twitter handle was can't guard Mike. You can't guard him. So the Saints, now the three seed because of what turned out this weekend. So, guys, Drew Brees amongst the elite. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, Drew Brees, he's uh, one of the most – he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he's top five all time in my category. And if he wins another Super Bowl, said before his career is over, he might jump in the top three. I mean, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen in our lifetime. And the the the, the sad thing about it is for him, for his sake, it's, it's not really sad. It's actually good for the league. But the sad thing for his sake is the fact that he gets overlooked because he played in the league with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers in the middle of their prime during his. And it's it, it, so it, it looks at him as, you know, during that time as possibly the third or fourth best quarterback during that time. But you can make you can make a case on any given night. Drew Brees is the best quarterback out of all three of them on any given night because of how proficient he is, how efficient he is in his completions, yards, touchdowns. This guy is, you know, for, for, for to for to be not barely six feet, and to, you know, have you know, we've seen quarterbacks that are under six feet have plenty of troubles throughout their entire career, seeing uh, coverages down the field, seeing over the offensive line, and making proper reads and making accurate throws. Well, Drew Brees does the exact opposite. He makes every accurate throw there is to make uh, in the playoffs. He is money um, for, the, for, for the most part. He hasn't he doesn't have the best playoff resume. But, you know, for the most part, he shows up in the playoffs when, when it needs to be. And throughout the regular season, this guy is, a, uh, is just a walking 5,000-yard uh, uh, passer. This, he's, he's sensational. He's one of the best of all time. He's one of the best in the league right now. And if he wins the Super Bowl, uh, to cap off this cap off his career with two, he will be one of the top three, in my opinion, top three quarterbacks of all time. Yes, indeed, he is. What a, what a legacy! What a legacy that he cemented as well. And uh, for you, Alex, uh, would you, would he be cracking in that borderline in that top ten for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Drew Brees, barely six feet, been overlooked his whole life, yep. and, and this guy just has won a Super Bowl. He puts up those stats. I love. He just has a knack for breaking records on Monday Night Football. He broke a couple. He broke a record on Monday Night Football a couple years ago as well. So he's just doing yeah. all that and then some. Like Mike said, I think he was twenty nine of thirty, four touchdowns <laughs> and one incompletion last night. I mean that is just that's out insane. of control. And the Colts are a, a good team. The Colts are were in the playoff race. You know he, he yeah. wasn't doing this against the Bengals. This guy was doing some good stuff. And I just I'm just so happy for Breeze because he was so overlooked. He was supposed remember he was supposed to go to Miami, and they mm-hmm. said no because of the shoulder. And that really is a bigger what-if in NFL history than anything. But then he goes to New Orleans, he pairs up with Sean Payton, and he just, you know, does the damn thing. And all those people were in attendance last night, for people who saw all the classic Saints were right there on the sideline, you know, to congratulate Drew Brees. And, yeah, he's an absolute stud, man. He's a top 10, and he's a great guy off the field as well. So I'm all for Drew Brees. So so we, we know that you're a Southern Cal guy, Alex. And, and of course, Drew Brees, there was the trade in 06, obviously – he he went to he came from the Chargers and and the San Diego Chargers at the time. Right now you look back at this and you're like, man, I could have drove an hour and a half down out there to Qualcomm Stadium at the time, seeing this all live in effect, and now to see Drew Brees shipped out there in South Louisiana, I know it has to hurt a little bit. No, <laughs> nobody cares about the Chargers out here, and I would not drive an hour and a half to Qualcomm Stadium because Qualcomm's a dump. 
and I would not watch a football game there. But you know what? It's the Chargers. They wouldn't. He, Drew Brees would not have the success he had today if it, it's. It's like my James Harden theory. It's like I don't. If Drew Brees stays on the Chargers, he's not the Drew Brees we know today. He has to pair up with Sean Payton. He goes down south. He plays in the dome. You know, it's it's just, it's just a different thing. Yeah, they it's made the right choice. They sure. made the right choice staying with Rivers. Yeah, yeah, they did. Obviously, you know, he got shit from the Giants. Obviously, we know with that they swapped picks with Eli. And Rivers, obviously, we know what happened. One guy got two rings, the other just as a stat pattern. So um, I, I would think franchises, all, both franchises may be looking like, man, you know, if we kind of, you know, kind of held on to this guy and probably had a right coach to coach him, perhaps all this success would have happened as well. So we know this in L.A., nobody cares about the Chargers. Spent quite some time out there. Alex, to know that. Well, the other L.A. team, your Rams, no. of course. You know, your <laughs> NFC, your NFC, reigning NFC champions. No, that, yeah, the, that last year for sure. That's coming to an end in about two weeks. It is going in in two weeks. But they had a chance to crack perhaps the 16, putting pressure on the Vikings for that last oh. But they ran into Big D, and they ran into the guy that says, eat me, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, running into Big D can be a problem. So what, what, what happened here, Alex? You got Zeke running for 100. You got Pollard running for over 130. <sighs> what happened to the Rams? I wish there was a camera on my face right now so you can see the disgust right now on my face. Sebi, Mike, Mike or Michael, what do you prefer? Mike, Mike. Mike, Sebi, last week on the Too Legit Show, at Too Legit Show, I was gloating. I was already saying, bet your mortgage on the Rams. I was saying, this is going to be an easy win. The Cowboys cannot beat a team that is over 500. I was very wrong, Sebi. The Dallas Cowboys, they came to play on Sunday afternoon. The Rams, not so much. They left their hearts. They left their souls back in L.A. Uh, they were just ready to get up out of Dallas because uh, they 28 to 7 at the half. I mean, yeah. really, that was just a blowout. I don't know what was going on with the Rams. I don't know if the flu was going around, but an utter disappointment. The season is done. The Rams are out of it. It, uh, it is it disappointing, man. I don't know because they can still end up being 10 and 6, right, and not make the playoffs. So 10 a 10 win season is still successful in a way, but. When you got the Giants, when you got the Niners, rather, and you have the Seahawks in your division, it's it's very tough, and I just don't know about the Rams right now. I'm worried about Todd Gurley. I don't know if they should move off of Todd Gurley. They paid golf all this money. They may have to move a Robert Woods or a Cooper Cup or something, but something's got to give because they still got to pay Jalen Ramsey. At the end of the day, the L.A. Rams, this is a gap year for them, and I expect them to reboot and retool in that dreaded <laughs> NFC West, which... I don't know if there's a Cowboys fan or NFC East fan here. Y'all don't deserve a playoff spot because next year, Arizona is going to be great. The Rams will be great. And of course, Seattle and San Francisco will be there. So there should be some sort of reseeding. They should just uh, figure out conferences. I don't know. But, you know, I'm an angry Rams fan because we just got embarrassed on Sunday. Well, well, before I pass this to Mike here, when you start pointing at fingers, this McVay, the great McVay, uh, has to get the first of the blame. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was the NFL's black Jesus for about two years, and then people have figured <laughs> him out on tape. They just know, okay, well, how, do you, how do you beat Sean McVay? Take out his power running game. If he doesn't, that is, that is the key to every Sean McVay offense, and I'm yeah. sure 
Mike's down there in the DMV. He, I'm sure he's had a lot of Washington games. That's how Sean McVay won a lot of games with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Yep. He did that power running game, that good defense. And look, but most of the year, Sean McVay took out the power running game himself. He left Todd Gurley on the sideline to drink Gatorade and film commercials. He just started using Todd Gurley a couple weeks ago when we started getting some W's, but a little too little too late. I, uh, they got a draft of running back, and I don't know if Sean McVay has been figured out, but they know what to stop, and they know the weaknesses of Sean's offenses. Yeah, definitely, and, and this hasn't been a great year for Goff. Over, no. uh, former number one overall pick. This guy was lights out last year, probably because it was a product of the run game. And obviously when you're running the football well, play action works. So he hasn't been good as well. Mike, I, let's go to the Dallas equation here. Was this more telling of what the Rams didn't do or what the, the Cowboys did on Sunday? I think it's more so what the Cowboys did. We got to remember, this is the cow, the Cowboys football team that we saw on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams is the Cowboys football team we had anticipated seeing coming into this season. Being able to run the football effectively with Ezekiel Elliott and, and Pollard and be able to use play action to get those receivers involved. Tavon Austin scored two touchdowns in this game. When was the last time Tavon Austin scored two score scored for this score for this uh, Cowboys team? Yeah, last like this, time was the Rams. This, <laughs> did I just say something real quick about that? Yeah. There was not a Rams quarterback oh, within the the zip code of Tavon Austin on that first touchdown. What happened? Did they hey, forget Alex, that there's another side hey, of the field? Hey Alex, once once Troy Hill went down and they inserted Williams number thirty one. Oh man, it was a wrap. It was barbecue it was chicken. It was a wrap, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, this is what it is. You set up this play action offense with Dak through Zeke. When yep. you run the football with how the, how this team runs the football, that helps their defense. That, that's why their defense played absolutely phenomenal. This Cowboys team is built for a lead. This offense mm-hmm. is built for a lead because they're able to run the football and take time off the clock and keep their defense off the field. And their defense is built for a lead because anytime they uh, they get in a, they get into a big lead and they uh, a team is in a deficit and you force them to pass. They have the pass rushes to get after the quarterback and make some things happen. So this is a special football team altogether when they're running the football and playing like how the Cowboys are supposed to play. This was more about the Cowboys on Sunday. And I'm not going to lie to you, Sebi. If they continue this, playing like this, I've seen this before. This has a Giants playoff run written all over it. This is early. Mm, this Giants has a Giants for sure. playoff run written all I, it, over it's it. It's tough. Those, those, those great Giants team had a great front four, much like, like the – much like the Cowboys do, they have a great front seven. But I mean, it was opportunistic, Eli. I don't know if I get that from Dak Prescott. That's true. That's true. I agree. I agree with you. I I don't see, but but you got to remember this too, Sebi. We were saying the same thing about Eli in 2007 before he had even won anything. You know, we 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 didn't look at Eli the same way we look at him now. Like, yeah, we know he's optimistic, but Dak Prescott still has something to prove. This team, this Cowboys team, has the talent. It's not that they can't do it; it's that they haven't done it throughout the year. And if they, if, if this is the kind of win that can jumpstart a run into the playoffs, because because you, you want to get hot right into the play, you don't want to get hot before. You want to get hot right before you get into the playoffs. And if they can beat the Eagles on Sunday, this, I'm telling you, this is a, this is a team nobody in the NFC wants to face. No doubt, a December to remember. You got to be playing your best football in December for sure. Last thoughts on the Cowboys, Alex. Yeah, does if if Dak has a Joe Flacco kind of run, does he get that forty million a year? That's, yes. that's a good question. Yes, I think he does. I mean, imagine imagine the Cowboys and the Saints in the NFC Championship, and of course the Saints have getting who've been getting you know the Vikings miracle on 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 turf right there, and then the the pass interference. Dak is going to some way somehow 
uh, or Zeke. They'll fumble it, but they'll fumble it forward for a touchdown. Some ridiculousness, and the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl. That would be crazy. <laughs> be I don't know. I, I, mean, I mean, it's great ratings. Fox has the Super Bowl this year. I think it'd be great if the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. But look, man, they have so much talent on the field. I just think the coaching at the end of the day is going to restrict them from making that run. Tom I, I Coughlin is a I, way I better coach than, than, than Jason well. Garrett. I yeah, got you. I, 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 agree, I, I see where you're coming from. I see right? Where you're coming from. right. But yeah. the talent on this team, man, it's just – It's scary. It's, it's, it's scary. scary. It really is. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. this good of talent can offset what <laughs> lack of uh, coaching that, that you have. So, I'm just saying it's, it's a po- – I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's it's right in front of us and it's very possible. Yeah, it is. And it, and, and it, it's possible. Not sure if it's likely this NFC is top-heavy. The Niners oh, yeah. are still good, although they had a hiccup the, yesterday, a, a couple of days ago. Uh, you still got Aaron Rodgers, that bad man that he is, and – the Vikings aren't, aren't bad as well, so it's going to be tough for them uh, there. So we shift gears to the AFC, and uh, it was a huge game Sunday night football. You had two elite defenses. You had the fifth-ranked defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fourth rank in the Bills, and, you know, both quarterbacks weren't the best. But it came down to a, a stud that I think that we have to start noticing. He wears number 27 mm-hmm. for the Buffalo Bills, Mr. Tredavious White, and now, finally, the Bills are on national TV, and I thought the nation got a chance to see a special and elite corner. I, I think the league starting to notice that you can't throw number 27's way, Mike. Yeah, I, th- I think they are. And you are, like you said, Tredav- Tredavious White will be a star in this league for years to come. I love this kid's mentality. I love his his uh, his IQ. I love his physicality. I love every I love everything about this guy. You know, he's he takes on the challenge. He's competitive. He 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 wants to win out there, and he just makes plays. He he's a ball hawk. He finds the ball. He goes at it. You know, it's early in his career, so you know t- teams are still filling him out. But at some point in time. Quarterbacks are gonna 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 be aware and understand how lethal he is and stop throwing his side because the dude is special and and not only that he he's playing with a, a collection of other great players so where he doesn't have to worry about doing somebody he can just do his job he doesn't have to worry about uh, freelancing or doing anything outside of the game plan this is a special football player and he's he's gonna be known as one of the top corners in the league for years to come yeah he definitely is uh, in twenty seventeen. A top, their top pick, Alex, um, coming out there at Buffalo. Buffalo, Alex, uh, they're the team under the radar. Not a lot of publicity, not a lot of notoriety. They don't talk about them. They get lost in New York. They forget New York has three football teams, and you look up in the standings, and they're 10-4. and four. Yep. Yeah, well, New York has one football team that plays <laughs> in the actual state of New York, but three, <laughs> three are representing it. I don't think this is a little outlandish to say. I think the Buffalo Bills have the best defense in football. Okay. Yeah. That, that defense is something serious. Obviously, we're going to see this Sunday. Uh, we're going to see the test. Uh, but look, they're just going to grind you out on defense. Josh Allen does enough, and they're going to win games 17-10, 14-13. That's how they're going to win games. Low scoring, great defense. Uh, I, they're a brutal road team. Like, if Buffalo played Houston on wild card weekend, I'd probably pick Buffalo. I probably like, would too. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would pick Buffalo as well. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just, it's just a real, they're a really sneaky good I, I team. Think it's, I, and, and I think it's a matchup thing. You know, yep. they match up well. We we talk about Tredavious White a lot, but they have other players. You got Carl Lawson, 
You mm-hmm. got Ed Oliver, guys like Lorenzo Alexander. They don't mm-hmm. get recognition as well. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? There's also the possibility of having the Buffalo-New England round three at Wild Card Weekend, too. So, I mean, uh, Buffalo Buffalo is a serious player. I I, I like Allen. I, he, he does airmail some things once in a while, but he does his job. But just like they play the defense, I think they're very well coached as well. I think the coaching's great. They're disciplined. I like Buffalo. They're a sneaky team, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if they if they won a a, a first round game. Also, while we're on this subject, I think Mike Tomlin deserves some coach of the year consideration. Yes, sir. I, yes I think sir. he's the leading candidate on the third string quarterback. They're in the playoff hunt. I mean, when when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, I was like up in arms. But it, you know what? They they know better than I do. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. He's doing the damn thing he, in Pittsburgh and showing why he's a great coach. Yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt. We know Michael loves him some black. And yellow for sure. You know and where do the Pittsburgh go for here, Mike? Uh, Pittsburgh, it's a tough loss. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those situations where they were rolling so much, but when you're going against a great team like Buffalo, yeah, it's just you can't make the mistakes that they made in the second half. When mm-hmm. they went up ten to seven, Devlin Hodges, I, I, fu- I fully believe if he doesn't turn the ball over the rest of this football game, they win. They don't lose. The reason they lost this football game is because of three interceptions in the second half. And uh, and two of them were in the end zone to close the game out. Yeah, but that one, the biggest one was the one that Tredavious White went points, and Tredavious White picked them off, and they were and put them in position to get a field goal. The, like it's just you can't. But 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to continue to fight. They're going to continue to play hard. They're like like you said, they're down to the third string quarterback. James Conner came back, and they're without their starting wide receiver. So this team is going to continue to fight and push. But they're still in the hunt for a playoff seat. They're still in the wild card. I think they'll uh, win these next two games, possibly. And uh, that big matchup against Buffalo is going to be is, I mean, against Baltimore at the end of the year is going to decide everything, uh, depending yeah. on depending on if Lamar Jackson plays or not. But yeah. if, they, if they win these two games, they're right in the ball. They control their, They still control their own destiny. Yeah, right. they do as well. And they've got now the Tennessee Titans breathing down their neck. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. After their loss. So, uh, but Tennessee Mike, uh, plays Alex, New Orleans next yeah. week. So that's, mm. that's a tough one. Yeah, that, that's a very tough one. But, Alex, this Josh Allen guy reminds me of you. Hard nosed, blue collar. You want him on your football team. He's probably not, he, he's probably not the best guy, but he has moxie. Mm. He has that it factor. He's got that. Okay, we need a fourth down play where I'm gonna stick my nose down and get that first down. Doesn't you know Josh Allen reminds you of yourself just a tad bit? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say blue collar. I'm I'm not a blue. I'm not I'm not I'm not blue collar. A little bit, you know. I'm a little white collar, a little uh, LA guy. But yeah, definitely tall, white, big hands, big arm, uh, and just you know what? He's coming into a leader. This is his second year, but his team you know, gets behind him, which is what you need. You know, you got a team of grown ma- grown ass men who are millionaires and you got to give credit to guys like Lamar Jackson and guys like Mahomes and Josh who are like riling up the troops and they're all in right now. I can't say the same about Chicago. You know right. what I'm saying? It's, 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 they're all Buffalo's all in on one boat. And I love what Josh Allen's doing. He reminds me a little bit of me, man. I, his post game interviews are hilarious. Exactly, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's got he's got something. He's got something that people get behind, and I'm I'm for it, you know. And you know, he obviously he's not the best quarterback, but he's working towards it. But he's got like an intangible. He's got an it factor. Like I right now, I take Josh Allen over Baker. Like, I I I like I like Josh more than Baker right now. But uh, I like I'm him over Trubisky. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, I do that too. Yep, I do that. Yeah, definitely there. And so from there, we talked about the big matchup coming up with the Bills and the Patriots. Well, if Tredavious White is good, 
I don't know how good is Stephon Gilmore. Not sure who's better. Tredavious got two picks. Gilmore did as well, matching him. So the Patriots, they've struggled all year on offense, but the constant for this team and their calling calls all year has been that defense. Yes, for sure. That defense has been special this year. You know, even the offense has been up and down. They had their, you know, their struggles and their woeful stretches. This defense has been consistently uh, great this year. You know, they had the one, one bad game against Baltimore and things of that nature. But other than that, this defense has been playing very well. And, um, They've, they've been carrying this team. They've been carrying this team. It's, it's just that simple. And uh, that's, this is why you can't count on – the reason why you can't count on the Patriots uh, – can't count out the Patriots, excuse me. The reason why you can't count them out in the playoffs is because of how lethal this defense is because they can take over a game on their own. And then, you know, you give Grady a great defense or give Brady short fields, he's going to capitalize. So it's one of those situations where, yes, this defense is playing lights out. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, like you said, is one of the top corners in the league is playing like it. Uh, you know, they, they just have talent and great pieces at every level and uh, and leadership as well. So, you know, this defense is is, is really going to be the difference maker, whether or not they make it they make it far in the playoffs or make it to the Super Bowl in that. For sure, for sure. Alex, what did you see? Although being the Bengals, of course. I just want to make a quick note about the Bills. A year ago, they had a guy retire at halftime during a game. And mm. now fa- come fast forward a year later, they're in the playoffs. Shout out to <laughs> Buffalo. Anyway, what was the question? Uh, about the Patriots. Yeah, look, man, Tom Brady, if you look at the stats, Tom Brady and Dwayne Haskins have, like, the same QBR right now in the last four games. Like, they, hmm. Tom Brady is not playing great at all right now. He's uh, – in the first half, at least, I just stopped watching. I know the second half, they just took over. That was that what was going to happen. I don't know why Andy Dalton's on the football field anymore. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and the Patriots were going to win the game because they have all the footage you could ever imagine. And they knew it was coming before it was coming. And you, you have a terrible there. team. If you have a terrible team and you film their sideline and you know what's coming, there's no way they can beat you. That's like shooting fish in a barrel. So shout out to Bill Belichick and getting that W. Next week is what matters. And I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if Buffalo won this game or if New England won by, by 28. Like, right. no, I, I, nothing would surprise me right. uh, for, for this game. New England's getting six and a half at home. That's tough, man. I think I'm just going to stay away from that game altogether. I want to see what Buffalo brings to, to New England. Yeah, definitely there. That That's the marquee matchup. And the, it might be the changing of bosses. Obviously, the Patriots have dominated this division for, like, two, nearly two decades. They're like the Spurs of, like, in the NFL. It's crazy. Uh, but now Buffalo has an opportunity to change that narrative. So that's that's going to be an interesting, interesting game next week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that game right there. Oh my goodness. I mean, Buffalo has been competitive all season. They we've seen them go on the road and uh, and play competitive and dominate teams to some degree. So and the last time we saw this Buffalo team going against New England, they held uh, Tom Brady in this offense to sixteen points. But they but they turned the ball. Josh Allen turned the ball over too much. If Josh Allen can find a way to keep uh, keep uh, the ball in their and possessions, if they can take time off the clock and not turn the ball over and, and continue to run the football, they get themselves a great a great opportunity to win this game on the road. Yeah, they did. Speaking of turning the ball over, the first time they met in Orchard Park, he threw four picks. So we'll see if that changes around. But Alex, before we shift to the Niners and the Falcons here, that game next week, uh, the over-under might be very low. Is the it over-under under worth 38. 38. Yeah, two elite defenses. Yep. 
It's going to be interesting. It's but also that... on Saturday. The game's on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on NFL Network uh, 3. Uh, all part of the triple header on, yep. on, on that Saturday night. So that's definitely going to be interesting to come. Starting last week, obviously the Niners, you know, the Gold Rush after their huge emotional win against the Saints were the top seed in the NFC. They were rolling. Jimmy G. I mean, the <laughs> the porn star Jimmy G, as they say. <laughs> porn star Jimmy. <laughs> and that defense, it was lights out getting after you. And I, I, I just don't know what happened. You know, the Falcons came to town. Shout out to Mike. He did say that this was going to be closer than what people expected. And I didn't know about this, but Julio Jones started and he played well. That that was a very controversial touchdown right there. I thought it was a good call. I didn't think he crossed the plane, but the you know the human. The man child that Julio Jones is. First of all, I was shocked that he played. He'd been out since like week six or week seven, something crazy right. like that. Yeah. Atlanta goes cross country. They earn a win against the 49ers. So I bring this to you, Alex. Uh, you know, obviously you're all an LA guy. You know, Uh-oh. you hate the Niners. So um, are, is this team for real or was this just a hiccup? The Niners, the Niners are for real. Their defense is super legit. Um, when they stick to the running game and they don't ask for Jimmy Garoppolo to do too much, they are they are they are pretty much a machine. You know, they have Emmanuel Sanders, they have uh, Kittle, who just runs through everybody. <laughs> I like what the Niners have built, man. What a quick flip, right? I think they they they, they flipped that Trubisky pick, right, to get more picks, right. and they have like seven first rounders on that defense, right? So like yeah. they are they are they are stocked, they're set, they're ready to go. They have an offensive guy in Shanahan, who's He's gonna the guy. Keep- he, I mean, he's coming up with, with great stuff. And look, you got to watch out. This is a team to watch. I made a prediction that all three, that, that the three, that the three, there'd be three NFC West teams in the playoffs this year. Two out of three is not bad. But uh, yeah, I just, I knew the West was going to be good. And yeah, man, the, 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 the Niners are legit. Uh, it's going to be funny because they could be a one seed or a five seed by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty interesting. They play in like a terrible, Stadium, sorry to talk crap about their, their stadium, but it's not in San Francisco, and I've been to it, so. <laughs> You've been to Levi Stadium, yep. I've been right. to Levi Stadium. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Yeah, not a fan at all. And speaking of going from flipping from one to five, that's where the Niners went, Mike. So that huge showdown, the NFC West division, week 17, that's probably going to be the Sunday night game when they flex it. That might be for a team that gets a bye or if you play in wild card weekend. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely will be. And, and, you know, you have to give your hats off to San Francisco. They, you know, even though they lost, they played a great football game. Right. You know, you know it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, it's, it's just human. I played this game before, but not on this level, of course. But when, They when haven't you, looked bad all year. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When you, when, you, when you look at the last three opponents that they've had, the Packers, the Ravens, and the Saints, you know, and then two of those games were on the road, big-time competition. Yep. You know, when you come home against a, 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 a quote-unquote inferior opponent record-wise, that, 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 that's like a, a quick sign for a letdown. It's easy to have a letdown like that. It's human nature. You know what I mean? Obviously, they, they, they expected to play much better, but it's, it's, it's normal because they've, had, they've been in such grueling, high-leverage competition the last three weeks that, you know, it, they just, it, just, it just ran out of gas at that point. But they still played a great football game. And uh, I think I think going into that week seventeen game, they just need to reset, come back, come back this week, uh, uh, um, get back to fundamentals, 
and and they'll be fine. This is a legit football team. They just lost to another team that's better than their record. You know, you got to remember this Falcons team started off one and seven, but they won four of the last six. Sometimes you can't look at the overall record. You have to look at the record that the team has been having over the last few weeks to really get a true gauge about how good they really are. So that's that's where I'm at as far as that situation. But San Francisco will be fine. They 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 can yeah. be one one or fifty, but if they handle their business, they can easily drop back into this one seat. Yeah, you were talking about the Giants and, and the Ravens of 2012 getting that wild card. If they were to get in a wild card, I'm gonna tell you this: that's a dangerous team. That's a that's not your typical wild card. That's like a one seed as a five seed. Right. I'd probably bet my money on that for them to make a super run. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. When when you have defense in a running game, you always have a chance because though that that's the formula for winning in the playoffs. And you can win that on the road that way. So you're absolutely right. They 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 have the type of team that they don't have to play in Levi Stadium in order to secure a victory. They can travel anywhere and win. And that that's what makes this team so lethal. So and the the, the biggest difference is Jimmy G whether or not what he would do. So yeah, this team is special and they're 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 built for it for the playoffs. They're built for right. a playoff run. Yeah, definitely there. We know running game and a great defense always backpacks you come January. Other games we didn't mention this week. Uh, any other thoughts that you guys saw this week? Uh, we'll start off with you, Alex. Anything else that stood out to you? In yeah, I just want to. I just want to piggyback. The Falcons actually do look good, but this is. It looks like it's a little too late. To, it's a little too little too late for them to when they found their rhythm. Um, the 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 Cardinals beat the the Browns right. Mm-hmm. All these guys saying, "Come get me on the sideline, man!" Look, this is the the clear. How can you be so bad? Like the owners should just be like, "I haven't had a winning season." Uh, in 10 years, the whole decade, I didn't, I was not above 500. You should just sell the team. They need to vote that guy out. I have no, uh, I know it's kind of a dick move, but hey, I, it's really hard to be bad for that long. And they found a way. That's all, and that's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. No, no other games, uh, really piqued my interest. Other than the, when the Rams got blown out, I was over it. I was just, I was <laughs> over it. I didn't care about the rest of the week. Lamar, he beasted, and then the Rams getting smoked. I was like, man. And then the Vikings, shout out to the Vikings who played the Chargers. And so the them. stadium was 85% Viking fans. So good for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They, it's for some reason, then that soccer stadium. They have you eight. seen the schedule? Have you seen who comes to play the Chargers in LA? I the Patriots, now. the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Bears. Like, who the fuck? Like, all the big, uh, the traveling teams, they're going to just take over the stadium. Like, who yeah. booked it for the Chargers? Horrible. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I think they just lucked out on the schedule there. But speaking of that, Browns, I'll piggyback on that. So here's a funny stat for you guys. Uh-oh. So we're, we're entering a new decade. Obviously, 2020 is a couple of days from us. The Browns will be the only team in this decade to not have a winning season. Think about that. Wow. Think about oh, that. Wow. <laughs> Think about wow, that. man. In 10 years, this entire decade, they will not have a winning season. And you want to know how many quarterbacks in that span that they've had? 24 47. quarterbacks. It's insane. No, no, not that that much. Not that much. <laughs> Let Close that though. sink in. Let that sink in. I know they had Brandon Whedon, Jake Delholm, Johnny Manziel, Derek Anderson, no, Jason Campbell. Yep. Josh McGown. Deshaun Kaiser. Tyrod Taylor. Deshaun Taylor. Yeah, they, they had a they had a good amount. You know, they, they, oh they, my god, Deshaun Kaiser, Notre Dame. Huh? <laughs> it's insane. Oh, yeah. right. It's it, it's insane. That's the true definition of a dysfunctional franchise. You know, them in the Knicks. Them in the Knicks. Oh, so, 
you know, that's 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 things to talk about. But folks, that was our NFL segment with my guy. They consider us fire and ice. That's right, Alex Fernandez sticks around with us, folks. But don't go anywhere because when we come back, we'll shift gears to the NBA. Speaking of the Knicks and dysfunction at the yard. Can I say one more thing, Sabby? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I just saw I know we made it I made a big deal about the Raiders having their last home game. Uh, this week in uh, no more no more home games for the Raiders. I'm gonna yeah, stand it's correct. The Las Vegas Raiders now. No, 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 no. The Raiders are coming to LA and playing the Chargers on Sunday. That is the final Raiders home game, right there. That is the real final Raiders home game because the LA Raider fan base is gonna take over that soccer stadium. And that's it, Sebi. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Sebi. Real quick, shout out to Eli for, for winning on Sunday. It was a big win. Eli. Woo! 117, you know, 117, you know baby. Exactly. Don't play another one. You know I had to. You know I had to show love to the Giants real quick. Don't yeah, play yeah, the, the giant facer of the big blue right there, Mike Gray. You know it does. Does he hang it up, Mike? Does he hang it up? I, to be honest with you, Sebi, as as a, as an Eli Manning fan and as a big time Giants fan, I hope so. I hope he does because he's had a great career. We don't need to continue this. We need to worry. Move on with the future, Mike. I hope he does. Mike. I hope he moves on, and I hope he has a great offseason, off great retire like after football career, Mike. 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 Eli Manning will be a Denver Bronco next year. <laughs> John Elway will always take those. That's cool with me, as long as he's not wearing a Giants uniform, because he's he's done enough for us. It's time to go. Yeah. It, I think that the, the Jones and the Saquon era has started in New York. I think they look forward oh, yeah. to that. Nevertheless, we'll shift gears to the NBA inside the studios of WNSE, the Sebi Podcast Radio Show. That that's that's my guy, my man. That's that's my guy. You know, the baby is a huge. He's from Charlotte. He's a huge Charlotte Hornets fan. Although yeah. they're 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 pretty bad as well. And speaking of the Hornets, that kicks Uh-oh. off our NBA segment. So this is the segment, Alex. Since you're a guest with us, that we start off with our power uh, NBA power rankings. So we talk Ooh. about the top five and then move on four from there. So uh, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks before last night. Of course, they lost to the Mavericks. But Milwaukee Bucks just they they just don't know how to lose. You know, that's the worst problem for my bullhoser. They just didn't know how to lose. They haven't lost since November eight until last night. They they remain number one in power rankings. And of course, that's right, Alex's Lakers. The Lakers mm-hmm. come at number two. You've got now the Clippers that switched to number three. Miami. Mike was he really big on the heat last week. They jumped to four and then after a great week by the Sixers, they toppled themselves and skyrocket to number five. So, do it. Does anybody have a problem with this top five this week? No, I I don't. I actually I'm glad that uh, Miami is in the top five because I've been talking about them like you said for a while. This Miami team is special. The, the only problem, the only problem I have with this Miami team right now is their lack of size. Uh, outside of Bam Adebayo, their bigs they just they just they just lack depth at the bigs position. So. 
Uh, Miami is a very good basketball team, and they've been playing like it uh, uh, for the past week. So I, I'm glad that they're there. Uh, the Lakers, not going to lie to you, Sebi. Not going to lie to you, Alex. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from the Lakers. I was very high. You know, I was very, you know, critical of them, you know, LeBron and stuff like that. But I'm, I've been very I've been very impressed with what I've seen from the Lakers, not only just offensively, but defensively. I mean, they are defending at a very high rate, and uh, it's, it's special to watch, man. It's a long season. I want to see how it LeBron is bought in, Mike. I think LeBron's Le- bought in. LeBron is bought in because we know how great of a defensive player that Anthony Davis has been because he was that way before he came to L.A. So him coming over to L.A. and bringing that, that, that defensive intensity it's like it's just it's contagious across the rest of the team, and everybody's just following suit. So it's it's special to watch, man. But um, you're right. I, I was very impressed with the Philadelphia 76ers this week. Joel Embiid has been stepping up and playing like a man child that we know he can play like. And uh, you know he he answered the call from Shaq and Chuck and others that were calling him out saying he was playing too soft. And he came out a, a big game against Boston. Had another big game following up after that. So I, I've been very impressed with Joel Embiid and this uh, Philly team because because they they can be a big time. Dark horse in the east, so uh, I'm 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 good with the top five. And as for you, Alex, yeah, you know I've been on the Miami train since the beginning of the year. I thought they would be a I thought they would have a four seed. I didn't think they'd be this good of a two seed. Why would I root for a team that has Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero on it? I mean, those two guys, they look like math teachers, and they're out here dropping 15 threes a night. Kendrick Nunn, who Kendrick? Freaking none. G-leaguer. Warriors try to stash him on their G-league team. Miami grabbed him. And, I mean, Miami just squeezes out every little bit of potential you have. And you you, you play the best you can. Kelly Olenek, Olenek stepping up. Bam Adebayo right now. I'm a big Bam Adebayo guy. I think he could be a Draymond Green type. His passing is super underrated. Yeah. I, I really like what he, what he does. I do agree with Mike. They do lack a little size. They could use a big – I don't know if Steven Adams is available, um, but the trade I would love for them to make is for Drew Holiday. I feel like they could maneuver and get a trade for Drew Holiday. I think Drew plugs in amazingly with Jimmy Butler. They can keep Hero and uh, Adebayo, uh, maybe none in a pick or two, and make that happen. But I think Miami, man, they're scary. That's a scary team. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. And, and – uh, swapping Drew Holiday for none and maybe a couple draft picks. Here's another one. I like a Chris Paul there, too. Now, obviously, I mean, that would probably create friction in the locker room. Yeah, you know, The dominant ball handling that he does. Does Butler get the ball? Yeah, but I don't I'm think they last. On, I'm banking on Chris Paul being the floor general that he is and getting the ball to Butler. Mm, I'd rather – personally, I'd rather see Chris Paul in Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or Utah. But that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen as well. Talk to us about your Lake Show. I know oh. it's, it's been great. <laughs> the only unbeaten team on the road this season. Uh, yeah. Well, they technically lost to the Clippers, but they're undefeated outside of the Staples Center. <laughs> once they, they, they when they leave LA, they lock in. Hmm. Funny how that is. But they leave Los Angeles. <laughs> they just tear through. Yeah, because you know there's so much to do in Indiana on a, <laughs> on a Saturday night. So you know. It's really hard to lock in. <laughs> Miami was the one, guys. Miami was the one. They were good that night. They 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 didn't stay out too late, and they got the W. Uh, the Lakers, they're deep everywhere. They got size. Who would have thought Dwight Howard had a comeback season like this, doing yoga and a vegan diet? Special. I don't know. He looks twenty five again. He's in the, the, the he's line. in the he is definitely in the most improved player of the year discussion. He, no doubt, he's up there. They got the size. They have wings. They have guards that can defend. Caruso. 
defender. They got Bradley. They got Danny Green, John Rondo. They got they got everybody. And look, nobody stops LeBron and AD pick and roll. And I'm going to say this right here. Is it possible that we underrated how good Anthony Davis is? Oh, no. uh, trust I me, I knew so. how good he was. I think so. I knew how great he was, but I see what you're saying. Like he look at the look at the Pelicans right now. Right. Like, like Anthony Davis, he is so damn good. And now he's on this, you know, platform that is the Lake Show, the Lakers. And look, they're deep. Would I would I want them to get Andre Iguodala? Sure, if it required not getting up anybody. If there was a way for them to get mellow, if he got you know kicked off of Portland, if they got Kevin Love. Sure, absolutely, but I love this Lakers roster right now. And the defense, like we talked about, the defense is incredible. And you get when you got Frank Vogel and Lionel Hollins on your bench to go along with 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 with, with like washed King LeBron trying to prove everybody wrong, it's just <laughs> it, it makes a beautiful it makes for a beautiful recipe on the defensive end. Lakers unbelievable. Milwaukee could make a move because they're pretty much led by Giannis and then some. I mean, Giannis can score 50 tonight and they'll still lose. That's what happened against Dallas. So they're there. Uh, we'll see what they do. I like Philly. I think Tobias Harris or Chris Paul would be an absolutely juicy trade for him. Um, but I think Ooh. Philadelphia is pretty good. They got the size. Uh, and like you said, Mike Embiid, my man's got to be scoring 30 a night. There's yes. no excuses. What I saw him do against Boston. Yes. That's what I need to see from Joel Embiid. He could be the best player in the league. Yes. Forget yes. Nikola Jokic and whatever diet issue he has right now. Cause my man's coming and fixed still. Yes. Joel Embiid is in shape. And he's a dominator. He can shoot. Yeah, the jumpers are cute. But, man, get in there and do the damn thing. Your footwork's unbelievable. You got a big bag of tricks. I love what I see from Joel Embiid. Uh, but it does remain to be seen if Joel and Ben Simmons can cohort, uh, get along, and and win a lot of games together. Um, I think we're forgetting about Dallas. I think Dallas is up there as well. Yeah, How's and that? that's what I was going to say. They dropped to eight. Now, obviously, that, that has to do a lot with Luka getting hurt. I know you're big on Luka Doncic. Big even Luka. before even before he came to the NBA. Sammy remembers, and I was hyping yeah, his guy I remember. in Europe. <laughs> I did remember. He was my number one overall pick. I was like, how, you, how is a guy who's been playing professionally in the second-best league, he's the best player in the second-best league, he's 18 years old, he's not going to be a bust. Like, at worst, he's like a Ricky Rubio. Like, he's going to be fine. But, oh, well. It is yeah, what it is. Landed five. Is. You did predict he'd be going number one overall. So what do you what do you make of Dallas? What do I make of Dallas? Um, I think they can make a move. They can make a trade. But you know, it's funny. Is Porzingis look better without Don, without Doncic? Like when they put Jalen Brunson out there, who's a real true point guard and a really good one at that. Porzingis really shines. So I'm interested to see what happens with Dallas. They shouldn't. I don't know who they would make a trade for. Tim Hardaway's playing out of his mind. So. It's just, they're just a bunch of guys. It's like Boston West. They got Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell. Like they got these dudes, but they're winning games. So yep. good, good for Dallas. Yeah, good, good for Dallas for them as well. I want to return to your late show here. So obviously we know the Lakers, they've got the whole thing, the dynamic package. You've got Frank Vogel. You've got Jason Kidd as the assistant head coach as well. So like, I mean, coaching was a huge thing for me, Alex. I will say this. I didn't know how would that be. I didn't know if Frank Vogel was the guy. I'm the Orlando guy. I know about Frank Vogel. He coached yeah. the Magic's for a little bit. I didn't, I didn't kind of understand that head coaching uh, uh, pick. You know, it was kind of a head scratcher. But so far, I mean, there, there hasn't been anything to say. He's answered all the questions. Hey, winning cures all. At yep. the end of the day, yep. Winning cures all, and LeBron has bought into Vogel. I think he respects Vogel as a defensive, as a defensive guy. I mean, you got to remember, Frank Vogel was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers 
against LeBron's Heat for all those years. Yeah, yep. so you know right. LeBron David has, West, the, respect, has the respect for him. Right, has respect for him on the defensive side. Lionel Hollins with the grit and grind. I mean, it's just it just goes down the it just goes down the bench and yeah, Le- LeBron. I just love when LeBron plays free safety and he can just come out of nowhere and just swap people. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Mike. Uh, talk to us about the Clippers. I mean, I'm, they're red hot too. It don't make yeah. it seem like the Lakers all of a sudden. I know they've been great and all, but the Clippers have been dominant, and their staple, of course, has been on the defensive end. It sure has, and it, and it, oh, and it will be for the rest of the season because that, that's just the makeup of this team, the type of athletes they have on the court every single night. This this Clippers team is very special. is 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 so elite and. The more I'm watching both the Lakers and the Clippers, the more I'm salivating at an opportunity to see them in the um, in the in the conference in the in the, in the conference championship. This is in the in the, in the series against each other. This is this is some special stuff because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard they don't have to take over a game uh, on their own each night, but they can if they but but they can if it comes if it comes to that. They have enough help where they can, you know, spread it around the rest of the team. You know, Lou Williams can get his, or Landry Shamit can get his, uh, Mo Harkless, Pat Bev, you know, the list goes on and on. Get different guys. Patrick Patterson. They have so many different guys who can get their shot that, you know, they don't have to – Kawhi and Paul George don't have to be the main focal points on, on, on a consistent level nights in the playoffs. But they can if they have to because they showed it on Friday when they each, they each put up 40 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They, they just – that was just a glimpse of how good this team could be in. Hey, hey Mike. Yo, would you trade Patrick Beverly, Mo Harkless, and a first-round pick for Drew Holiday? No. Okay. No, I, I wouldn't. wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't because you don't replace. Okay, it's okay. Skill-wise, Drew Holiday is a better point guard than Patrick Beverly. We understand that, okay. but you just don't replace somebody with the mystique of a Patrick <laughs> Beverly. He is the reason why this team. Is as physical as they are. Yes. He's kind of like the Draymond Green. He's mini KG. He's the heart. He's right. He's mini KG, mini Draymond. He's he's that Marcus Smart. He's yep. that enforcer on the team that you need on a championship team. And Mo Harkless, you don't just give rid of. I'm telling you right now, uh, Alex Portland misses Mo Harkless right now. Oh my God, Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless is a very good basketball player, and he plays both ends at a very high clip. Knockdown shooter, but plays, but is long, athletic, and he plays great defense. I, that's not an even trade, in my opinion, to give up Patrick Beverly, the mystique and the enforcer on your team, and a Mo Harkless, who's a great two-way, two-way player in his own right, for a Drew Holiday. I don't think that's an even trade. How about how about Mo Harkless, Patrick Patterson, and a pick for Kevin Love? That's dicey. That's well, what, dicey. How big that's, is that, that pick? That's dicey. How, where is that the, pick? They could use well, Kevin Love. The I, pick I, is going to be a twenty. It's going to be in the twenties, obviously. Yeah, right, 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 but right, they right. could, yeah, they I, could I, use I think, a Kevin Love because he's I, got the championship experience. He's he's a veteran. He's right. been around in the playoffs. He's a four that a can guy in the floor, seven too. game series that you can give the ball on the block and can get you a couple points in a seven game series. He, he's the a only, serious, altering, changing player. So that's right. that's interesting. The only reason why I wouldn't go with the trade is like I said. It's so hard to just get rid of a Patrick Beverly and think that you're just going to be that same team. No, you keep Beverly. You keep Beverly, but you get rid of Patterson and Harkless. Oh, Patterson and Harkless. Oh, I'd do it. I'd do it. Oh, I got to. Oh, oh, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. That's it. For sure. I'm telling you, the Clippers. The Clippers. The Clippers can make a move 
they got the pieces and the and the and the picks and they they have all the they can make a move for somebody a Marcus Morris type or a Kevin Love or another yeah. forward. They can do it in the middle of the night, Jerry West style. Yeah, that would not would not surprise me. Maybe a Paul Millsap on an expiring. Maybe they pull something off, but I don't know. I could see I could see Clippers doing something like that. that I think, that makes I think me... ultimately they want to keep Zubox, but I, I like that continuity. Love and Zubox inside that that'd be nice. I would love it as well, and, and it makes first sense because Kevin Love gives you what both Patrick Patterson and Mo Hawkins would give you combined. He gives yep. it to you in one. So I right. love that pick. Right, I, I love it as well. We were talking about the Lakers coaching staff. How funny is this, Alex? <laughs> You've got Ty Lue and, of course, Doc Rivers, two great defensive specialists on the same team. You, you think that Ty Lue tells Doc a little something on how to guard LeBron, maybe a couple words or two, right? I mean, I'm sure Ty Lue can tell him what to do, but right. LeBron's going to do what he's going to do at the end of the day. I mean, look, look what, what is Ty Lue going to tell Kawhi Leonard and Paul George about defending on the wing? I mean, they're just going to really just do their damn thing, and they're going to go at it. I can't wait for Christmas. And that that's Christmas where I was game. leading. That's exactly where I was leading, Alex. So this is the second meeting. Obviously, we saw them opening night. You attest the season of giving. There's no better gift than this one. Clippers at Lakers, they play in the both they they both play in the same building. It's kind of funny. Just got to go to each other's hallways right. <laughs> just to to play to suit up and get ready. But they have the different game. locker so, rooms and stuff, so it's kind of it's kind of like that. But yeah, yeah. So oh, this time around, obviously adjustments are going to be made. Uh, Paul George didn't play in that opening meeting. Kyle Kuzma didn't as well. So we're, we're not sure if he's going to play. But in this, you know gigantic matchup this is the highest class of basketball here lakers and clippers what do you expect i mean obviously these two teams are in a collision course what do you expect christmas day i mean i expect high level basketball this is the most expensive ticket of the season on the resale value this is the most expensive ticket you can buy for a laker game and i just expect high level basketball i think the lakers are going to come with a chip on their shoulder and the clippers going to have to defend they're going to have to just, you know, stick their feet in the ground and figure it out. Now, I'm going to Thursday's game. I'm going to go see the Rockets and the Clippers on Thursday, so I'll get, I'll get a little more hand, uh, eye view on the, on the Clippers. And hopefully Pat Bev and Lou Will, and they're all healthy for the game. And I just expect a really tough game. I expect Patrick Beverly to set a tone. I expect LeBron and AD to, to treat this like a Western Conference Finals. I think it's going to be a treat. I really do. Uh, I also expect James Harden to score 100 points on Christmas Day. So, that's my <laughs> Especially on the Warriors, for sure. Last thing, before oh, I, I, yeah. last thing before I leave here. Now, we talked about the Clippers, and Mike brought it up. They don't need Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to go off every night because of how no. defensively they are w- with the, you know, the t- tactician that Doc Rivers is. And, of course, you can't play that. You got to have the scheme. You, you got you to have a scheme to put out there. Well, isn't it a luxury to have two guys go off for 40? So, <laughs> isn't that a little concern when they meet up on Christmas Day? Uh, I mean, when, you, when they meet up on Christmas Day, it's going to be – it's like it's one of those situations where when, when, you, when, you go, when you got a big game like that, sometimes your stars might not have a great night, but the others are just as hyped to play that game as you are. So, I'm not going to lie to you, Sebi. In a game like this where all the focus, focus will be on the stars – Look for the others to, to step up and be the deciding factors in this game, like a Lou Williams yes. or a uh, a Montrez Green Harrell. for the Lakers or yeah. you know, somebody like somebody like that. You know what I mean? Somebody like the others to make the big difference in who's going to win this game. On, uh, I agree. Okay. You're going to look at the box score after the game. You'll be like, that guy got this and this. Like, right. Wow. There's always going to be that, yeah, especially on Christmas. There's the rant. I remember last year it was Zubach against the Warriors-Lakers on Christmas because oh, yeah. LeBron got hurt. 
And the oh, Zubats yeah. have like 30 and 20. We're like, what the hell? There'll be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. be somebody on Christmas. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's good for sure. We were, the Lakers are playing very good basketball. They were up to the four seed, and we know what happened when LeBron went down. So a lot of things, I, I think LeBron James with motivation is a scary, <laughs> scary thing to, to, to think about. Not sure you want to bet against them. But all this and much, much more. Any last thoughts? Any other things that caught you guys in the world of the NBA this week or this season thus far? Oh, man. You want to go ahead, go Alex? Oh, uh, you go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say what, one thing that caught my eye. Well, uh, well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, we we rarely get these seven, so I got to shout out my Wizards. You know, we got a win yesterday. It was one of our first wins in a while, so I, I had to shout us out. Great win against Detroit yesterday. But outside of that, it was great. It was great college basketball on Saturday. You know, I got I got a chance to I got a chance to watch VCU this weekend. Uh, against against Missouri State, shout out to them. Watch out for VCU. Sebi didn't get in snuck back into the top twenty-five. Scary basketball team. Definitely there for you, Alex, and yourself. Yeah, I just want to. In terms of like, there's just so much going on and so much understory. Like, I just want to mention, like Spencer Dinwiddie's getting no love in Brooklyn. Mm, I feel like yeah. that guy is unbelievable. And when Kyrie comes back, it'll be interesting. Like, are they gonna flip Dinwiddie? They're gonna flip for you know, it's gonna be um. Pretty interesting. I thought New Orleans obviously would be a lot better, but you know, it is uh it's very bad what's going on down there. And uh I thought Atlanta would be a lot better. Oh yeah. Just, they look terrible. Yeah. I don't know if it's Lloyd Pierce or they're just giving the ball to Trey Young. Uh but but that's it. Other than that, my man Joe Burrow won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Uh good for him. And uh I'm picking LSU to win it all. Yeah. And uh that's it in terms of college basketball. I don't even know, guys, because there's a new number one every week. It seems like <laughs> there's so much parody this year. Everybody loses to everybody. So I'll roll with that. Cole Anthony's out. LaMelo Ball's out. RJ Hampton's out. James Weissman's suspended. Man, there's just I, there's no stars to watch right now, in my opinion. Yeah, but. no stars to watch out. But speaking of Mr. Joe Burrow, that becomes our next segment. Because when we come Uh-oh. back, we'll discuss college football and a very emotional speech by Mr. Joe Burrow. I know we all like him here. I do. Alex does. Mike does. So we'll talk about oh, yeah, sure. some Joe sure. Burrow and some college football playoff rankings. We did this last year around this time, Alex. Didn't you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, indeed. Inside the studios of WNSE. Hi, I'm Alwyn Morgan Jr. with Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. And I would love to give a special thanks to the SEBI podcast crew and all that they do to keep me updated with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If this sounds like you, please reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs and be sure to let us know that SEBI podcast sent you. Thank you. And we are back for on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show with our current guest this evening, Mr. Alex Fernandez, Too Legit Show, and also Fight Show Podcast. Folks. No, just Too Legit Show now. Just Too Legit Show. It's oh, just Too hug. Legit. Better That's for branding, right. guys. Better for branding. All in one hug. That's it. Uh, nah, I hear that. He, he said, he said, he, <laughs> he said he doesn't need a fight anymore. He's too legit. I got just, it. You know what I'm talking about? It's too legit. 
I got it. It's too legit for sure here, folks. Our last segment today, guys, is proud and sponsored by RDV Sports Complex. I've said it all the time. RDV Sports Complex, the largest sports complex in Central Florida, hands down, and it is not even close. 38 acres wide. All your facilities. You've got indoor hockey, floor hockey. You've got figure skating, indoor pools, basketball courts, fitness gyms. You name it, I've got it. Miss Stephanie Org has invited anybody in the community to come to RDV Sports Complex, our proud partners here on the show. And that's right, Alex, talk to us about Mr. Joe Burrow. 48 touchdowns, six picks. Obviously, the um, obviously you know, Chase Young and Justin Fields got a couple of votes, but it was pretty much unanimous. The LSU Tigers getting their second ever college football player to win the Heisman. What a year for this guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Joe Bohr was 101 to win the Heisman, and there was a guy who put, uh, was it $2,000 on it, and he won three hundred grand. It, that was all over Bleacher Report, yeah. There's a guy who did it. He hit two bets on 101. So good for that guy. Shot. He should give Joe Burrow some of that cash. That's what I'm <laughs> Shit, I, I'm giving Joe Burrow a cut of that and Coach O. But anyway, I'm sure that's illegal. Back to the game or to the Heisman. Look, Joe Burrow, this guy in Ohio, three-star quarterback, right, wasn't, wasn't on the radar. He was supposed to go to Nebraska. Something happened. He, did, he didn't get recruited to Nebraska. He wanted to go to Nebraska. <clears throat> they said no. He goes to Ohio State. He's the third stringer. He can't even smell – JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins and those guys, uh, I think JT Barrett, all those guys are in front of him, right? Cardell so Jones. Cardell Jones, well. yep. Cardell Jones. Yeah, those guys, right? Shit, I can, I'm just going to go to an SEC school where basically there's no quarterbacks. It's all defense and running backs. So this guy lands at LSU. And who would have thought LSU became a Big 12 team? Literally, they're just going to score you out of the arena or the stadium, rather, <laughs> and not play that much defense. But it's working. At Beat Alabama at Alabama, win the SEC championship game. Went undefeated season. You gotta give it to you gotta give it to Broadway Joe Burrow. He's running the bayou right now. It's a great story. Talks about his city, loves his family, and uh it couldn't happen to a better guy. I can imagine being Joe Burrow in Louisiana, man. That guy can probably just walk into a walk into a supermarket and just take food and nobody would bat an eye probably. Yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, he's a legend now in, in the bayou, like you know, with all those great defenders, they finally got a quarterback to actually lead them to the promised land for Joe Burrow. Mike, I want to talk to you. I, I watched the speech, and this is a very emotional guy coming from poverty and poor areas in the slums out there in East Ohio. For a guy to come from the mud and to come from literally dirt and to be perhaps the face of college football, that has to be a story. It is a great story. I mean, and, and what, a way to, what, a way to, what a way to write it in this chapter. This was a great chapter for his story, and you know, just just to think about it, not only just coming back from poverty, but coming back from the season that he had last year and the year before. It's like he he made a big jump this year, and to go from where he was to where he is now, the the, the poise he plays with now, the confidence he plays with now, the accuracy, the you know the the the, the command of the offense, the understanding of what, what reads to make. This guy going through his progressions, this guy, he's unbelievable, and the the performance that he put on this year. It's one of the best performances we've seen in a long time from a, a quarterback. So, you know, it, it was it was special. It was special to see him win the Heisman. And it, it, when when when, he, when you get emotional up there, you you feel that you can understand where they're coming from because that's you're up there talking and you're up there talking about your life and you're talking about the hardships and then it's just it's just all the emotions and all the hard work and everything you put into it is coming out of you and oozing out of you and you know this is not this is nothing but 
this is nothing but going to jumpstart his career. You know, he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He's going to be a guy later on in the league. But he's, you know, you root for guys like this because not only is he a great person on the, on the, on the field, but he seems like he's a pretty good person off the field as well. Yes, he is indeed. And Alex, how about this? The East Ohio guy, you know, the I think the Bengals are on the clock, right? Any any correlation there? I think he's going to be the number one overall pick. I, I think he's, he's done enough to deserve that, right? Oh, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. You draft the hometown kid to lead you in the air. You move on from Andy Dalton. And, uh, I mean, how good is Joe Burrow? I mean, how can't how, – I mean, how good is he really? He's a great college quarterback, but he's surrounded by amazing talent. And if you look around and look who are, who are in the, the quarterbacks of the playoff teams, they don't come from, like, big, big-time, like, schools. So, we'll see. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati makes all the sense in the world. Um, you know, unless Chase Young, unless they want to go a different route with Chase Young. But you can't mess that up. I mean, it just falls perfectly in line with yeah. the Bengals. But it's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. They, it's had, the, they had Marvin Lewis for 45 years. So I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Obviously, <laughs> this is a quarterback league. I'll say this. But Chase Young, this guy is <laughs> – he's transcendent, Alex. I mean, they, they're saying – and we know how good Ohio State does with these prospects on the line, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, and others. They're saying he's better than both of them. Can you imagine like that? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be mad if they got him too. I mean, it all, it all depends what you need. If you need a pass rusher, you take Chase Young. Yeah. If you're the New York Giants, you take Chase Young. Yeah, definitely there. Well, we're not sure if they'll fall all the way to the Giants. Yeah, there. I don't even know. What, what what Mike like that? Sure. Oh, Mike I love like it. That. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah, you got to understand, we fighting for the two seed because Cincinnati is pretty much wrapped up the one seed. So we fighting for the number one pick. I mean, I mean, excuse me, the number two pick right now. Who's and number two right now? It's uh, probably Miami. I believe it's Miami. my. I believe it. Well, I don't know because we both have three wins, so I don't know. Miami, you know, you know, your DMV boys are still there too. Yeah, they in the conversation. They have three wins as well. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's dicey. It's dicey. You know, even though we did win on Sunday, you might win in big picture. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's, it's we fighting for Chase Young. I I, I want him. If we can get the number two pick, I want him. But we'll see. It's it's still a long way to go. Speaking of uh, Mr. Chase Young, he finished third in in voting. uh, Jalen Hurts finished second. He finished third. Justin Fields last. And speaking of Justin Fields and Chase Young, it all starts and kicks off December 28th, 8 Eastern. We get to our college football picks. Alex, you've got Ohio State against the reigning defending champions in the Tigers. Your initial thoughts in that game first. I'm taking Ohio State to win the game. I know Clemson's favorite, but I think Ohio State is the most complete team I've seen in a long time. I don't know where they're weak, and it's just going to be a great game. I think Ohio State is the most complete team in the in college football right now. I know Clemson has had a pretty poopy schedule, but they've done what they had to do. I don't know. I'm not buying all this uh, all disrespect. Dabo, you're the reign defending champion. We put you in the damn college football playoff as the number three. What disrespect are you talking about? It's not like we put you at 25, okay? There's no disrespect. You guys haven't lost in years. You're the reign defending champs. You're built for this. Uh, but I think Ohio State's going to find a way to win the game. I'll take Ohio State, and I'll take LSU to beat Oklahoma in a shootout. Uh, Jalen Hurts does not get some SEC revenge. And then you go LSU-Ohio State, which is really a field goal game, and uh, we'll leave it up to that. Wow, wow. Definitely there as well. Uh, Mike and I made our predictions last week. I, I forgot who you had, Mike. I think it was the Tiger. I picked. I picked. Um, I picked LSU, and I picked. I believe I picked Ohio State. Okay. Ohio, I believe I picked Ohio State, but um, 
You know, the more I do my research on this, Sebi, I'm not even gonna lie to you. This Clemson team scares me because yeah. they are they are so lethal, and obviously they have the weapons. You know, mm-hmm. we could talk about how Trevor Lawrence looked early in the season, whether or not you know he threw too many interceptions and he wasn't playing up, playing he was playing down to the level of competition instead of playing up. But at the same time, right now, none of that matters. This is championship week. We've seen Trevor Lawrence in high leverage moments before. And I think this is one of those games where he can really break out and push and, and, and give this team a great chance to win. But I, I, I have to give the nod, the edge, the slight edge to Ohio State because this Ohio State team, like like Alex said, man, you just top to bottom. You just, it's just one of the most complete team in football right now. And it's hard to find a weakness on this team. Uh, t- t- teams have been just, uh, just, just very confused on how on, on what to do with this team every week after week after week. So it's right. going to be interesting. And then, of course, you got the LSU Ohio State matchup, which is the game of the year. I mean, oh man, it's gonna, man, that's that's gonna be a dog fight. But um, you never know. The, the normally in the games like this where it's so tight, the best player normally uh is the difference. And Joe Burrow right. has a chance to be a big difference in this game. Yeah, and so does Mr. Chase Young. He's a game. He's a game changer. He's got that Donald effect. So, oh yeah, maybe he's the type of guy that that changes the the, the game. Speaking of that's Clemson, a, yeah, go ahead. That that's a legitimate battle, Sebby, because they're literally going against each other on the field at the same time. That's a yeah. legitimate battle. So. Winner might get the number one overall pick, pretty much. Yeah, but going back to what we talked about, Clemson. That was my pick, actually discussing last week. I, I thought Clemson. Um, you know, I look at the top four, obviously. Um, whatever, you know, obviously Ohio State and LSU has been a collision course all year. But I looked at the metrics I, I saw. I get the coaching from Dabo. Uh, I get Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, one of the great backs in the uh, in the game, in the nation, of course. And I think Clemson has a chip on their shoulder. There's something to say about a champion with motivation. And I think Clemson is a dangerous three seed. And I, I, I think they get it done. Uh, I think they're the Tigers that get it done and not the LSU Tigers. I think the Rennie defending champions make it two years in a row, and that'll be three out of the last four. Well, nobody wanted to play Clemson in the first round, so that's why I was very lucky LSU was given the one seed. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. That there, for needs sure. To be a, there needs to be a college football playoff with just Tigers. So we need LSU, Clemson, Auburn, as the second SEC one year, and then I don't know who else is the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of Tigers in the nation. Memphis. Memphis sneaks in as the outlaws or something. Yeah, Whatever. speaking of Memphis, they made it in the New Year's Six Bowl. They're the best non non power conference team. So that's who, uh, who, who do they play? Like Georgia or something? I, I think they, they play Penn State. You know, they wow. the Big Ten had three teams that got in. So that's wow. Uh, yeah, that's they, they got high respect <laughs> to the Big Ten this year. So. A lot of things and a lot of stuff. And a proper Rose Bowl between Wisconsin and Oregon. I'm glad they kept it. Yeah, that's right. That's a so proper Rose Bowl. You picked uh, Oregon to come out of your Pac-12. Pac-12 got some love this year, but obviously not the love that they got. They Listen, wanted, of course. So. They should have beaten. They should have beat Auburn the first game of the year. They were. They won three and a half quarters of the game and they choked it. And then they blew it against Arizona State on the road. I mean, they they, they deserve it. They deserve not. They should have been in the college football playoff. They should be where Oklahoma is, but they blew it. Now, I know you're a Pac-12 guy, so uh, big picture here in the pros. Talk to us about Justin Herbert. He's a mm. big commodity as a quarterback coming out of uh, this year's uh, this year's draft, probably a top 10, top 15 area, obviously two or two. Um, he might be that sneaky dark horse in the 17 to 20 range. So Justin Herbert, how good is this guy? I like Justin Herbert a lot. I mean, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, 
I would try to move up and take this guy. If this guy's available in the teens, why wasn't? Why wouldn't if I'm Carolina or Chicago or one of these teams that could use a quarterback or is looking to move off of theirs, or, or LA Chargers of the world, or why wouldn't I take Justin Herbert? He nobody watches him because he's in the Pac-12, right? He, his games on are at 11, or on 10 o'clock at night. Nobody ever watches him play, and he's playing against a weak conference. I mean, I'll be the first one to say it. the Pac-12 is very weak, has not been good in a lot in a minute. Uh, and it doesn't get the coverage it deserves. I mean, their 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 championship game was on a Friday night. Nobody went. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody was watching their game against Utah. Um, but I like Justin Herbert. And we'll see what he does in the pros. Yeah, very good arm, strong arm, prototypical size at six five. Interesting to see where he lands and hopefully a coordinator to develop him as well. And I want to give a major shout out to my guy. That's right, Alex Fernandez. Too legit podcast. Tell the audience and the listeners where they can find you. Oh, at T-O-O, Legit Show. Too Legit Show. You heard it from him as well. All of your social media handles as well. Yeah, man. You can find me at Mr. Alex Fernandez, my name. I'm all over the social. I'm on the Instagrams and Twitters. And, yeah, I like to talk about sports. But I'm a pugilist at heart, so I always always be talking boxing, MMA. But I watch it all. Yeah, he does as well. He's got the comedy and the, you know, <laughs> the great sense of humor with him as well. Every time I look up on a post, it's always something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mixing comedy and sports, for sure. I'm just being me, man. If the people like it, they like it, man. That's all. That's all you can do, man. Just put more. Just keep, once you be you, I think that's the that's the secret to the success. Like once Sebby Sebby Mike, once you just you do you, people are gonna love you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for loving for sure here as we wind down to our show today. Any last thoughts for you guys? Mike? Yeah, M- Mookie Betts will be a Dodger by next year. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you guys lucked off of Derek, uh, Garrett Cole. He's an L.A. guy, and he went to New York. Interesting. That yeah, L- but he grew up a Yankees fan. So Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. And you know how all, all, all season long in college football, they were talking about tanking for Tua? Well, it looks like it's thanking for Joe. Yeah, it's thanking for Joe there for sure as well here that we have here tonight. And, uh, folks, thank you for joining us here tonight in the Sebi Podcast Radio Show. We want to have special guest Alex. Thank you for coming on in the broadcast booth with us as well. And a gorgeous and muggy night here in the Central Florida area inside Studio Z. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes? Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.